The world around us is changing rapidly, and your job as a fundraiser or nonprofit marketer is evolving with it. We're Pursuant. We're built by fundraisers for fundraisers, and we've been in your shoes. So we want to bring you tips and tools that you can use to meet you where you are in your current reality and help you go beyond to where you really want to go. You're tuned in to a Pursuant listening experience. Hi there, friends in fundraising. This is Taylor Shanklin with the Pursuant team. Really excited to bring to you a conversation that my colleague and friend Andy Goldsmith and I had as we talked about the new website that we just launched. So Andy and I have both been working in the nonprofit industry in creative and marketing for some time now. And we sat down to talk about our learnings, our inspirations, and tips that we have for other fellow creatives and marketers. We hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, um, friends and fundraising. This is Taylor Shanklin and Andy Goldsmith. Andy Goldsmith. And we are partners in crime over at Pursuant, which is a full service fundraising agency helping nonprofits go beyond where they really want to go. Andy and I just rolled out a new website and a brand refresh together. So we thought we would just get together and talk about it and share our thoughts, our mistakes, our things learned, our our inspiration from the outside world with, with those of you who might also be going through branding redos, website redos, all of that fun stuff that we creatives and marketers do. So... Yeah, one of the one of the biggest challenges I think is that time spent on brand oriented work seems like you're navel gazing a little bit because you know you're you're thinking about how do I put on the most beautiful set of clothes, uh, but it really should be everything starts and ends with the donor, with the customer, with the consumer, and you know we don't own the brand; uh, they own the brand, and what we can do is seek to influence the way they see it just a little bit so that when the time is right, they are favorable towards the, the message and the, and everything that the brand represents. So that's kind of what we've been through trying to take a, a fresh look at pursuant branding is how can we tell the story uh, in a, the expression I like to use is the truth well told. So that's <laughs> what we've been trying to do. That's what we've been working on for low these many months. Yeah, I think it's one of the most important things and I guess one of the trends that I'll say that we brought into this project and that I'm seeing some other really powerful brands um, do is bringing more of a focus on the, like you said, the donor, the customer, whoever the user is, bringing their problem more into the mix, making it more you focused and less about we you know, we are great. So in, in terms of language, in terms of the uh, photography, uh, videos, everything like that, and user experience, I think it all has to kind of come in and, and play well together um, to bring a more authentic, you know, humanized um, approach to it. What are some of your biggest lessons that you learned in, in working through that? I think First and foremost, it has to be simple. It has to be mm-hmm. 
engaging enough that somebody can get what you're all about in a bite-sized chunk. And it's never been more true than today when people are spending very little time with any one property, uh, any one uh, site, any one message. They are coming in. And if we don't grab you and tell you something that might be valuable to you right away, uh, no one is going to sit around and wait for us to deliver a soliloquy or a 10-paragraph treatise on uh, what Pursuant is or what any other brand is. We have to be simple. We have to be brief. And uh, just like video today, you know, it, it, if it doesn't grab you in the first couple of seconds, then somebody is liable to just swipe on. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that, that's definitely a, a learning from our own rebranding experience. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, I think we drew some inspiration from outside the nonprofit world because we like to do that. Um, and I think one of the biggest things for me too, was looking at how it is people want to actually consume content, right? So I think when people are coming to a website on any particular topic area, they're, they're looking for something specific, right? Maybe they saw an ad of yours, which was very specific. And so they thought, well, that looks interesting. I'll go there. Or maybe they heard about you, and so they want to go truly understand what you're about. And I think um, focusing the content and the resources that you have based on what they might be looking for in terms of a particular topic, as opposed to what the actual format is. So who cares if you're putting out a video versus an infographic versus a content white paper, right? Um, Don't make people search on that format. Let them search and binge on a particular topic area that they're going to find out more about. So you bet the, you know, nobody needs a video, but they may need some insight into how to segment their, their donors. Uh, Nobody needs a white paper from pursuant. That is not a basic human need, but they very well might need uh, a new way to consider how they organize their program and what is going to lead to breakthrough thinking. All those things are very, uh, they're two sides of the same coin. But mm-hmm. as we've thought about what could go, what the pursuant brand ought to stand for, we decided that a, a key attribute was going to be that we're in service to both the industry and our clients. We're in service to how can we help you solve problems. And if pursuant can be part of how those problems are sold are solved, then uh, we all win. And so that's really the philosophy that that is underpinning the the site itself. Yeah, totally. So brand, uh, brandy. <laughs> it's like Brandon Andy. Um, I've never called you that before, but that might be your new name. Uh, where do you draw your inspiration? You've been doing this a lot. Um, what are some of your favorite places to go get inspiration from if organizations are also looking to do a brand refresh, a website redo, anything along those lines? I do tend to look at some of the old masters, whether it is large advertising agencies or big consumer packaged goods companies, and look at how they have continued to refine their message. Even though we spend all our time in the in the for-purpose world, in the not-for-profit world, 
every company is looking to align their their brand and their uh, the the things that they stand for, looking to align around purpose. We're lucky enough that our clients are all aligned around a stronger purpose, and and yet uh, you know the, the the issue for many people in the consumer world in the in the for profit world is just the same. So especially among millennials and younger audiences wanting to believe in an organization that it is trying to do right in the world and that doing good will help you do great. Uh, we have lots of examples in, in uh, the, the consumer world that, that kind of lead that game as well. So, you know, everyone, it, it's impossible to talk about this topic without thinking about Nike without thinking about Starbucks, without, without thinking about many of the organizations, not without their flaws, but many organizations who have found a way to align the products that they make with a purpose that is a little bit stronger than just we sell things to people. And uh, I often look to them for, for inspiration. I think there are many uh, great nonprofit pieces of inspiration too. And it's hard to talk about that topic without thinking about charity water and mm-hmm. alignment with uh, a, a, the purpose that, that they stand for. They weren't the first people to make sure that people uh, knew there was a way to impact the availability of water in, in places where it's really tough to get. They were not the first, but they found a way to connect to a great big audience who cares about doing something, not just sending money, not just... Uh, hearing about an impact, but actually feeling that they are actually doing something, and, and those are those are three really easy pieces of inspiration for me. How, how about you? Anything that comes to mind that has been inspiring in this process? Yeah, I love the charity water example. I, I always kind of go to that one too. Um, for me, it's looking at those who really truly connect. Um, the best with whoever it is that is buying from them, giving to them. Um, I love Starbucks. I was recently at an event and talking about um, my recent joining of Orange Theory, which is a gym, and talking how the whole experience um, has been very good and that that brand connected me and with me in a way that I wanted to be connected with. Um, they met me where my art, where I am, they uh, communicated with me via the channels that I truly wanted to be communicated with. Um, And then they bring the whole experience together from everything through the follow-up, you know, emails about the data on my workout um, to the experience there at the gym while I'm working out. So I love that one. That one's a good one that I've been thinking through lately and like how to apply that elsewhere. Um, and, and those who tell the stories of people to create better connection. Um, I think connection is the currency that we don't talk about. And, um, so that's kind of what I typically look for in terms of inspiration around how to connect the dots. Good. Uh, what about mistakes? Anything that come to mind? What mistakes have you made in your career? Oh, God. When it comes to mind? Yeah. When it comes um, to branding? Definitely. Uh, in terms of rolling out 
websites. I mean, I've rolled out, I don't know, probably over a hundred website redesigns with different organizations, um, both companies I worked for and, and clients. And I mean, the one thing that I've learned and maybe early mistakes I made were if you are not getting the help that you need, raise your hand and ask for it and stop trying to be bold and brave all by yourself. Um, that's one. If you're getting stuck on something, raise your hand and let people know early on. Yeah. And just always expect things are going to launch later than they actually say. Then you actually say they're going to launch, right? Timeline is always um, shifty. So, so build padding in, right? Um, those are some of the mistakes I've made throughout yeah. my career and, and learned from and, and figured out and figured out how to be more agile. You know, I like adopting a more agile marketing methodology. And I think that's something that we uh, tried as a team this time. And, and there were, there were blunders and, and there were good parts about it. Right. What about well, you? Uh, yeah. I, we don't have enough time to catalog all my mistakes, <laughs> but, but one thing is that any brand, any marketing Anything that's intended to convey the brand, whether it's an ad, an email, a direct mail piece, a new website, it is essential to have a point of view. That really is what a strategy is at the end of the day. It's a point of view about how we are communicating with and how we're solving certain problems that matter to people. And so, you know, I think I've, I've gone into some projects, not this one, but gone into some projects where that point of view wasn't well expressed, wasn't well constrained, wasn't well defined. And, you know, the expression goes, uh, if you don't have a destination, then all roads lead there, right? Mm -hmm. So having that point of view and then not becoming so locked into that point of view that you avoid feedback. Mm -hmm. So one of the things, you know, creative people for all of their, wow, I'm wild and crazy. I'm just going to come up with cool ideas and everyone's going to love me and everyone's going to love them. It's not really how it works. It, it doesn't work practically that way and doesn't really work for creative people. I think you need feedback. I think you need honest feedback that isn't about moving letters around on or words around on a web page, but mm -hmm. about whether the story you're trying to tell, the point of view that you're trying to express is actually coming through. And those little nips and tucks, and, and sometimes bigger than little nips and tucks, sometimes it's, wait a minute, this just isn't working. I'm not getting, I'm not picking up what you're putting down. Mm -hmm. uh, that feedback at the right times and, and not being scared of it, actually embracing it and wanting that feedback and, and knowing that you and your team are smart enough to figure out what to do with that feedback and, and make it productive. So those are some of the lessons or some of the mistakes that I've made in the past is not paying attention to that feedback. I think that's a really good one. And I've run into that too before in working with different teams of designers and creatives. And we can take things very personally if we put our heart and soul into a creative piece, whether that's something we've written, whether that's something that we designed and, you know, I've been in moments before where we've had to tiptoe around and walked on eggshells around the designer because 
you know, people were worried about their feelings being hurt because design can be very personal. But I think more, I was talking to someone the other week about radical candor. I think more upfront feedback Mm -hmm. about and providing feedback in a way that's helpful, not just saying, well, I don't like this. This is garbage saying, how about we try X, Y, or Z? Or I can't quite, sometimes you can't quite put your finger on why something when you're visually looking at it isn't working, but you can say, it's not working for me, but I think this might be why. So let's see what it looks like. And um, it's not really helpful advice. Yeah. And it's not making the designer feel like their stuff is garbage, but it's more like, Hey, this just isn't quite coming together. And if I could see this little tweak here, that little tweak there, that might make a world of difference. And sometimes you'll find out that it's actually very small tweaks that do make a big difference. And it doesn't mean that the whole thing has to be redone or you have to start from scratch. So that's one of the kindest weird. things you can do for people who are working on your, your creative, uh, whether it's brand oriented or anything else is to say, Hey, I expected to feel like this, but I, instead I feel like that. Can you explain mm-hmm. the gap or can we talk about the gap between those two? And that can, sometimes it leads to the designer or, or the, the creative team saying, wow, I didn't realize that's how that could be taken. Let me, let me address it. Sometimes it might lead to you saying, wow, I didn't expect that problem to be solved that way. That's a brand new way of thinking about it. And isn't that cool? So that's one of the kindest things you can do is radical candor. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, Radical candor. I really liked working with you on this, but that's a nice thing, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Thanks for overlooking all my shortcomings. (laughs) We got through it. Hey, Andy, this has been fun. Thanks again for all your help. Um, Likewise. We hope everyone likes what we've done and we we welcome radical candor and feedback. So give it to us. (laughs) Hey, friends and fundraising. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Be sure to check out our latest fundraising resources at pursuant.com forward slash resources. Also feel free to drop us a note at info at pursuant.com. Until next time, happy fundraising. <laughs>